We have former bro pod guest and good friend Liam McDevitt on. There's a documentary on Marcus Rashford that is less than a week away from airing on BBC. Liam, Marcus Rashford is inspired and helped millions. He's a, both a brilliant footballer, but also an activist. And over the last few months, you've been following his journey from school all the way to the Premier League and beyond. Uh, why was this story important to uh, to tell for you? I think especially given all the issues that have happened and come to light over the last year, uh, it's been amazing to see a young footballer stand out of his comfort zone and really stand up for, for what he believes in. Um, and it's been really interesting. Over the last few months, I've travelled all the way from his school to his first coaches at the United Academy to teammates, former teammates and current teammates. And, and everyone said sort of the same things. Like from a young age, he was dedicated, but always really kind. And that was the case all the way up to speaking to his close friends now. So um, I just think it's important that just like you guys have this platform where you talk about different issues, you shouldn't be defined by your profession and the stuff he's achieved just shows why that is the case now more than ever before. What revealed itself to you for being the most important factors in Marcus Rashford's rise to the top? Yeah, I guess if you, if you take it two-pronged, if you look at his football career, uh, there's a part in the documentary, I, I went and met his favourite school teacher and age year two is what's that age eight or nine they'd go on there's go on residential camps and Marcus would ask to get up early to do his press-ups take a ball and he'd be up an hour before everyone kicking a ball against a wall at a residential camp and that's from age eight and I know it's a cliche that you have to do that practice but it almost seems like football was the thing that just gripped him just like it has all of us but he took it that step further from from eight to be at a school trip where you could just be mucking around with your friends. He was up early doing press-ups and speaking to United coaches, that hard work and sort of awareness of his abilities, but also what he needed to improve on uh, really came through when I was speaking to, to all of his coaches. You mentioned at the start, you're a former guest and you were on the podcast back in July with Amir Lowry, who at the time was running for the US Congress. And we spoke then a lot about race and politics, specifically within sport and football. And it was in July, so two months following the death of George Floyd, and there was protest strife across the world. We're now 10 months on from the death of George Floyd. In your opinion, has the protesting been effective through those 10 months to now? Because we, st- we, we still see protesting going on. We see the Premier League players still taking a knee before every game. Do you think, have you seen that it's it's been effective? It, this is my, my opinion entirely. Um, I would say initially, great, started so many conversations. Um, and as a black man and a black person, I felt so much support from friends, family. And some of those initial conversations were emotional, but also made me really optimistic. Um, uh, my personal opinion at the point we're at now is if I was playing in the Premier League I'd probably be doing the same as Wilfred Zaha and deciding not to take a knee I think as good as it was at the time there hasn't been enough change in society or or even if you just isolate it to football how much abuse have we seen this year how much and what's the reaction been to actually make a change so for me 
taking an E is great. It keeps the message. They can put the, the slogans on the games to say there's no room for racism in Six Nations, obviously, at the moment. There's no room for racism in rugby. There's no room for racism in football in the Premier League. But at what point do messages turn into action? So for me, I think it, it, initially it was amazing. And I think it, it's really made people who might have been more ignorant than racist aware of things that they might have, the certain prejudices or the kind of nuances of racism that, that, that they might not have been aware of themselves, but they can now understand how it would make someone feel. But for me, I think there hasn't been enough action and I would be standing with people like Wolfhard Zahar when I probably at this stage wouldn't be taking the knee. I think there's stronger things that, that sport and football could do to, to help move the industry forward. So I'm thinking then, is there a way to make the protest more authentic? Because we spoke about Marcus Rashford and it seems as if he's, he's taking one issue and his isn't really protest, it's more activism, but he's taking one issue Free, free meals for the most vulnerable children and he's went this is I'm going to pour everything into this we see the, the anti-racism protests and it seems it's so kind of vague and broad and there's not and so I'm thinking if there's a way to make it more authentic in terms of okay let's look at some of the issues of racism that we actually have social media abuse if, yeah. we, may, if we just take this single issue and we stand for this over the next few months and we maybe talk to the companies how can we do this? Or if it's a lack of black uh, managers, we take this issue and we, we have conversations and, and we take the knee for this instead of it just being we're taking a knee for racism and right. everyone's like, oh, well, okay, but what what, what sort of racism? What, you know, is, yeah, it, is there any real change coming? That's a that's a great point. And it's, a, it's actually what the conversation should be about is those specific issues like, Rashford's started a book club. He started all these things that are targeting one change that he believes in and he thinks should happen. And through his work, the changes has happened. When you look at racism, it, it, it's part of so many layers of, of life. It's part of the day-to-day -day life, like even from walking around a shop or just every, every layer of, of life has parts that are not geared up towards a person of colour. So when, when you take the knee for, for racism, you're right. What are you taking the knee, knee for? Because it, it gets into so many parts of society. So I think you're right. Like there's been big discussions about the Rooney rule for black managers and trying to get more uh, black managers into board positions and trying to diversify lots of different industries. But um, yeah, for sure, I think focusing, focusing the efforts on some specific issues that will make a bigger change quickly. I think it's a, an important next step, especially with social media. My personal opinion is everyone gets ID'd, can't hide behind an egg. And if you're going to say something, you're aware of the consequences, um, whether that's education or that's an actual criminal conviction, then you shouldn't be able to hide behind the behind a, a fake account or, or something like that. So yeah, I, it's a really good point you make. I think starting to streamline the conversations will feel at least as if something's happening. Could we expect to see more Marcus Rashfords in the future as both a footballer and activist? I'd love to think so, but at the same time, you look at the stick he's come under, you can understand why a lot of players wouldn't feel comfortable 
and voicing their opinions and voicing their concerns. Um, I, my personal opinion is the more role models you see who are branching out into different subsections and branching out into different industries and, and trying to make a change, uh, the, the, the phrase that keeps coming up when I interview people is you can't see what you can't be. We've now got a black footballer, Marcus Rashford, who's doing all these amazing things. Uh, when's the first black someone else or when's the first Asian someone else that, that kids can look up to? So I think it's amazing he's doing what he's doing with his platform. Um, another part of the documentary, I speak to H, who's from Manchester uh, and obviously had a massive success. And there's a part he's like, Rashford's inspired me in music to use my platform in a different way. So I don't think you can underestimate the effect he's had on people of high status in, in all kinds of industry because the amount of change he's managed to implement was, was massive. That's brilliant. It will air on BBC at, was it 11.30, Liam, 11 on Saturday? And it will be on the iPlayer from 12, so yeah, get on it. Brilliant. Thanks, Liam, for that little quick chat, and we can't wait to, uh, to, to see it at the weekend. Thanks, Liam. I hope you will enjoy it and thanks for having me on guys again, appreciate it.